properties in Queens. And then two years ago, Grandpa invited me to come north and stay at his home in Manhattan so I could study music here. An offer that seemed to come out of the blue. But I think my dad must have told Grandpa about me and my violin. And maybe Grandpa wanted some company, too. All I know is that the invitation arrived just in time to keep me and the rest of my family from going completely crazy. That first day I met Uncle Hank, when he asked me if I was Gwen, I didn't answer him. I only nodded, and that seemed to set the tone of our relationship. Ever since, when we see each other, we nod. My dad told me that Hank was a great guy, but I thought he'd be warmer toward me, like a real uncle. In old photos of him and my dad and Grandpa on fishing trips, Uncle Hank always has this big grin on his face, standing there between them with his arms across their shoulders. Must have been happier times. But I'm still reviewing the yelling scene and me standing there on the front steps of my grandfather's house on Thursday, earlier today, in the cold. I shiver and I see myself turn around, go back to the sidewalk, duck to the left of the stoop, take three steps down and put my key into the lock on the iron gate. I swing it in slowly so the hinges don't squeal, then close it softly behind me. And then it's like I'm in a small jail cell below the steps. The iron gate is on my left, there's a stone wall to my right, and in front of me is the door into the ground floor of the house. I unlock the door and push it open. I'm planning to slip inside, walk along the hallway back to the basement door, and then creep down underground to the place I use as a practice studio. I can go to that soundproofed room and play my violin anytime I want to. During these past three months, I have spent at least five hours a day in there, rehearsing for my college auditions. I need that quiet little room. The endless rehearsing is frustrating because the music is so difficult. But when I finally break through and get it right, then all those maddening hours melt away like a dream, and I'm wide awake, and it feels like Bach or Sibelius or Paganini is right there in the room with me. So at 3.30 on Thursday afternoon, I want to warm up my fingers and get on with my work. My whole life has been building toward these tryouts, and I wish I could go down to my studio and practice. But the look on my face shows that I can't stand being home when Uncle Hank invades. During the past month, he's come at least twice a week, and he yells from the moment he arrives until the second he leaves. And he always yells about the same thing. He wants Grandpa to sell the building, this house. It's a four-story brownstone, like the places you see when they show the outside of the house on Cosby Show reruns. Grandpa and Uncle Hank are joint owners of the building. But in their father's will, it says Grandpa can live here and collect the rent money for as long as he wants to. So Uncle Hank yells that Grandpa has to sell the house, that it's unfair not to sell it. He yells that Grandpa is a selfish, stubborn old man, that each of them, Lawrence and Hank, could walk away with a million dollars, maybe more. 
Uncle Hank isn't exaggerating about the money. A building like this in New York City is worth plenty. So Uncle Hank yells and yells and yells. But Grandpa doesn't yell back. It's never an argument. Grandpa just says no, quietly. The louder Hank yells, the more quietly Grandpa says no. He won't argue and he won't raise his voice. I don't know if Grandpa even could raise his voice. These days, just talking without coughing is hard enough for him. If I went down to the basement, and if I closed all the doors behind me, and if I shut myself into my rehearsal room, I wouldn't be able to hear the yelling. But it would still be going on, and I would know that. I would still feel it, like the cold. I see myself make a decision. I set my violin case just inside the door.